Hello everyone and welcome to the Brunton Bugle, the number one place to get your Cali United fix in the podcast world. I'm Lee Rooney. And I'm Dan McLennan. Just over a week to go and the Blues are looking in decent shape for the start of the new League 2 season. We review the four friendlies played over the last couple of weeks, discuss the latest signings arrived at Brunton Park and chat about what Simona still needs to do in the transfer market over the next month. Yeah, how's it going, Dan? Ah, oh, not bad, not bad. Yeah, yeah. Been up to much? Uh, bits and bobs, working. Uh, <laughs> London for the weekend, yourself? Yeah, married and all that sort of stuff, you know, went on a honeymoon, all the exciting yeah. stuff. Why not? Yeah. Went to Sorrento, bought myself what I thought was a genuine Sorrento shirt. Find out it's a Jag one. <laughs> <laughs> Typical. That's... It's got the proper badge on, though. It's got the proper badge on. Apparently, I was looking. My mate Johnny sent me. He's seen an article about it when I sent him the shirt. He said, Are "You sure that's genuine?" I said, "I think it is," because it's in. There's a little. If anyone's been to Sorrento, there's a little football shop in the middle of the town, and it does yeah. sell genuine Napoli, Juventus, Bayern Munich, all kinds of shirts in there. And I, think, I, th- I think they just bought a tourist trap thing, aren't they? Yeah, so basically it does sell genuine shirts of those, but to try and sort of get the English fans who like to have a shirt of a local team in, they've they've got a load of shirts done up in Sorrento's colours with the genuine badge on, the Nike ones, but they're not. Because apparently someone tweeted and said, I bought your shirt when I was over, and they tweeted back saying, it's not our shirt, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it seems that the, the shop's a little bit naughty. It's a smart shirt anyway, so it'll do me for now. But uh, but yeah, no, I had a, a nice couple of weeks. Obviously missed the work into friendly because I was actually getting married that day, but, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's going along quite well, isn't it, pre-season so far, Dan? I think it's fair to say. Only one week to go now, but looking in decent shape. Still stuff to do, but I, I think we're we're in a good position for the new campaign, aren't we? I think we've, we've done it right. You know, we've played the three local teams in Penrith, Kendall and Workington, which... You know, they're literally two different 11s, 45 minutes each. Workington, some got 60. And then it's sort of up to bit, you know, Morton on the training pitch, Bolton at home, Livingston up in Scotland, and then Morecambe tomorrow. You know, it's it's a decent decent level. And you've got to remember, with the two Scottish teams, they're a couple of weeks ahead because they're well into their League Cup now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so the Morecambe... Yeah, sorry, go on. They're, they're like two to three weeks ahead yeah. of where we are, so... Yeah, absolutely. You know, That's yeah. the thing we've got to really consider. The Morecambe ones are going to be interesting. We'll touch on it later on, but I, I kind of feel like Morecambe, the state of their squad and what they are, realistically, they're probably a top-half League 2 squad, really. And the fact that they're staying in League 1 is, is them basically punching above their weight, isn't it, basically, and how well they do with their manager, Derek Adams. So, so yeah, I, I think it'll be a really good test that, to show actually where we are. For the coming season, I think. Because yeah, I think yeah. Bolton were a better team and we beat them. So, you know, fantastic was all that was. I think it's fair to say. Um, well, before we go on, uh, just a couple of quick bits, obviously. Uh, as Again, this season, the second half of the show, well, in fact, the whole show, is being sponsored by the Cal United Sports Club London Branch. The London Branch is open to all Cal United fans. They've got members from Cornwall to Dundee and Houston, Singapore, and of course, every part of London and the South East. They regularly meet up on away trips, as well as arranging many social events, sports games, and fundraising for the club. They'll be providing us with information for the away games as part of the preview section of Season 2. You can find out more about the London Branch at their website, carlalondonbranch.org. 
another reminder as well, obviously, you can uh, subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. That'll be Acast. No, sorry, not Acast. The Acast doesn't exist more. I keep forgetting. I've just removed that already. Um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast is the one that I use now. Um, if you basically go there, search for the button Google, click subscribe. Every time a new episode comes out, you'll get a little alert telling you you can download it and listen. And as well as that, if you can give us a review on any of those sites, that would be very much appreciated. And of course, you can follow us on social media at Brunson Bugle on both Twitter and Instagram. I will start posting stuff on Instagram this season. I do promise that. Um, we're on Facebook. Uh, just search for the Brunson Bugle, click like. And uh, we're also posting on the Cumbrians.net message board and on the Be Just and Fear Not Facebook group as well. So you can find us there if you want to ask us any questions or anything like that. Um, I think <laughs> I think we should get some new locations off London branch. Yes, I'll I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, have, I'll have a word of them and say where, where yeah. else have you got members of which other some random good places? random places? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, basically, you can join them wherever you live. If you live anywhere in England, you can, yeah. if you live in Tim- Carlisle, you can technically join them. So from Tiverton to Timbuktu, indeed, that's what we want. That's what we want. Um, right before we get into the news, Dan, you said you've got a little question for us for this week's episode, and we'll, I'll answer it later in the episode. Yeah, well, you uh, you forced this on me about twenty minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. Have you got Have you got a quiz question for this week? No, I haven't, Lee, but I can make one up. You always can. So, you always can. We have played Morecambe a total of twenty two times mm-hmm. since they came into the football league. Eight of these games have been cup ties, be it FA Cup or trophy games. What is the total score in those eight games? And that's it. That's yeah. God, you can have. It, I mean, that, that's that's. Oh, I'll, I'll have a think about that one. I'm not going to Google it while we're doing it. I promise you. But that's a tough one, that because some of them I imagine are quite free scoring in the trophy, aren't they? Usually, it's quite mm. a lot of goals in those games. So, hmm, so eight games, you'd say, yeah, yeah, eight games. Okay, right, okay, cool. I'll have a think about that as we uh, do the episode. So, um. First up, we'll do, we'll do news and then we'll get into the game, reviewing the games and just have a little discussion about how preseason's gone on and a few other talking points. Because um, there's only really one bit of news to cover, isn't there, Dan? Um, yeah. Simo uh, basically made it clear, hasn't he? Obviously, it's a new signing, basically. And Simo's been sort of saying over the last couple of weeks, hasn't he, that his, his key area for recruitment now is defence, basically. That's that's where he wants to get at least a couple of faces in, having already brought Ben Barkley in on loan from Stockport. And uh, he, he's got another man in, isn't he, over the last week? And uh, that is Finn Back. He's joined on loan from, or Finley back, he's joined on loan from Nottingham Forest, or Notts Forest, if you really want to wind up the Nottingham Forest fans. They absolutely hate that, don't they, if you call them Notts yeah, Forest. It's, it's a big thing between Forest and County, isn't it? They hate like, what, Likewise, if you say Nottingham County, the, the county fans, oh, we're not, we're not, not Nottingham, we're not. <laughs> yeah. Yep, exactly that. Um, yep, yeah, so uh, he's joined on a season-long loan from the Premier League side. Um very highly thought of, isn't he? At Forest by something. He played five championship games last season. So he's not a lad like a you know a, a green behind the ears lad who's you know never played a first team match. Yeah, he was playing in a side that you know was just pushing for promotion to the Premier League last season. He's, so. he's clearly been in and around at training, hasn't he? So yeah, they kept him. They took him on their preseason training camp, didn't they? And uh, you know had him involved in a few games, but he's clearly someone they think very highly of. He's apparently he's very tenacious in the tackle. He likes to get forward puts ball in, into the box. He, he played right back, right wing back, or he can actually play as a right winger as well, I think. Um, he, probably a good sign of where his uh, tenacious side comes from, though, isn't it, Dan? In, in his dad. Yeah, his dad is former England Rugby Union player and 2003 World Cup winner, Neil Back. 
And, you know, I'm not an expert on rugby union. I'll be the first to admit, you know, but I've heard of Neil Back. And I know he's a very good rugby union player. So, yeah, he's, he's, it's interesting. He's been tweeted a couple of times, hasn't he, as well? So he's clearly going to be coming up to some of our games to watch his yeah. last play. So, uh, fantastic. It, it does seem a, a really good sign in this one, actually, doesn't it? Of all the plays we could have got in to cover. Because, I mean, effectively, you look at it, we just want a bit of extra cover in that position, which is anything, and someone will challenge for a place. Because Joel Senior is going to be out till... You know, what, October, November, and Jack Ellis, as well as he did in those few games at the end of last season, he still is only 18 and he's not really played right wing back before, so before he played those couple of games there. So he seems about as good a signing as we could have got, really, in the circumstances, doesn't he? Yeah, and, uh, you know, I mean, Joel Senior is expected back sort of October, early November. It's going to take him a few weeks to get up to full speed. Yeah. So, you know, back's probably got a good clear run up until about Christmas, I would say. Mm which is around the time when you start to utilise your squad. So there'll, be, there'll also be chances for senior, you know. So, no, it's a, it's a good incoming. And, and, yes, it's only a loan, but it's uh, it, it, it's one that's... I think it sort of ticks the boxes a lot more than some of the loans we've had in the last couple of years. You know, it's, it's a position we need. It means we're not relying on a first-year pro you know, from our youth team, which would have been, don't get me wrong, two or three games, yeah, but a full half season is a hell of a, a chuck into the deep end. Yeah. And yeah, no, I think it just, you know, I, I, I couldn't make the Bolton game last week, but by all accounts, he, uh, he, he wasn't too bad. Well, yeah, I, I wasn't at the game, obviously. Uh, I was still on my honeymoon, but listening from the beach in Sorrento, I promise it'll be the last time I mentioned being away on holiday. Um, I was listening to a bit of the, the game, basically, because I was just, chilling there and I love the fact that James Hiddis was saying that earlier in the game the ref was having to have a word with him about his tackles so you know even in a pre-season game he was getting stuck in and that's what you want to hear from a lone player don't you um, nothing wrong with that yeah exactly if, if he carries on in that vein throughout the season I'm sure he'll become a very popular face <laughs> yeah. well, I think it's fair to say so yeah there you go um, and I think again it's worth mentioning it's another sign of supposed contacts from working with the FA, isn't it? Because obviously their manager is Steve Cooper, who was one of the England youth coaches who also won a... Was it a European Championship he won or was it a World Cup that he won with one of them? I think, I think it was a Euros. Yeah, he won one of them basically, didn't he? But he yeah. was in the FA setup at the same time as Simo, so they're good friends, they get on. And I think from what Simo was saying and when, when he did the interview radio, it couldn't be basically said that yeah, it's partly my influence, but actually, as much as anything, it's Greg Abbott and him badgering them for two weeks. And Greg's the kind of person, you know, he'll just talk to you until you give in sometimes. So, yeah, so yeah it's, it's really good to see that, that that side of things working. But yeah, another face arrived and I'm I'm pretty sure we'll probably see another defender coming before the start of the season or maybe within a couple of weeks of the season that, starting. That number six shirt's still hanging there, isn't it? Waiting for the name on it. He wanted an experienced centre-back, didn't he, for it? So yeah. it'll be interesting to see whether he gets it or whether maybe Jamie Devitt gets it if he does sign a deal, which again... Oh, I couldn't, have, couldn't have Devitt as a six. Oh, no, that plays... Six is a weird number, though, isn't it? Because some people see it as a number from midfielder in the past as well. It's been used for It's a strange number. I think it should be a centre-back number, I agree. It's a centre-back for me because four's yeah. a midfielder. Yeah, that's true. But you've said, I'm trying to think back. Steve Bruce won number four as well. That's why I've got that yeah, in there, basically. Yeah. So it's a... Yeah, it's, a, it's an unusual one. It's certainly not an attacking midfielder's number. No, no, but your argument would be, is Dever an attacking midfielder again these days? He probably sits a bit deeper, but hey-ho. Hey, uh, picking at you know, things here. Yeah. Um, right, well, that's the, the the news covered, basically. Unless someone signs while we're uh, 
while we're recording here. You're, I fully you, expect one at about five o'clock now. Exactly. You, 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 whenever we record, you're always keeping an eye on your, uh, phone yeah, for your yeah, yeah. Twitter notifications and all kinds of that, you? So you can always work out when we're recording because <laughs> you keep someone <laughs> yeah. signed. You can actually go back and look, oh, they're recording this time. Um, well, let's review the games then, Dan. Obviously, we weren't at the, any of these games. It's a bit of a difficult one to talk about, but we'll sort of... There was over a couple. I think we'll focus mostly on the Bolton game because that seems to be the key one in all this. Yeah. But um, since we last recorded, there's been three matches. Uh, four, sorry. Um, with the friendly at Workington Reds, uh, where United won 3 0. Uh, training ground friendly against Greenwich Morton, which ended a 1 1 draw. The 3 1 victory over Bolton Wanderers at Brunton Park. And a 1 0 defeat to Livingston, uh, which was played at the Scottish National Training Centre at Largs, where United are currently on a training camp this week. So, um, yeah, overall, you know, that, that game against Livingston's the one defeat we've had in pre-season so far. It's going pretty well. I mean, the Workington one is what it is, isn't it? You go down to Workington, you, you get a tough test. But generally, in the end, we win those games. We maybe concede one goal, but it's usually 2-1, 3-1, something like that. Yeah, it's a 3-0 yeah. part of the course, really, isn't it? And looking at all the photos and that and from the people who were there, it was a very warm weather, wasn't it, by the sounds of it? Yeah, like, yeah. Actually, it was a... It certainly was warm. <laughs> I remember it being quite warm that day on my wedding day. I think it's fair to say. Um, but yeah, you get money, it, yeah, I did. I never mentioned it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, two goals for Ryan Edmondson and one for Morgan Feeney. Although I think the Feeney one might be his own goal. He doesn't mm. really celebrate it too much, does he? So, but then again, he's not the kind of bloke to go over the top of his celebrations, is he? After that Oldham game, we all remember. Um, all in all, just a good run out that one, isn't it? Really good test. Yeah, and, yeah. Minutes under, you know, under the belt, whatever for the, for the players. So fantastic. The game against Morton again. We can't really judge too much on this. We There's just the just one thing I want to mention Go from on. Workington. Uh, Christian Dennis missed the game because it, it was his brother's wedding or something, and I think that sort of shows a little bit of maturity in the squad and from Paul Simpson. Yeah, because there'd be plenty of managers who say, "No, we're playing a friendly." But yeah. he's, he's thought, no, we've got enough players. Have your day off. It's your brother's wedding. Not yeah. your fault, it's now. Yeah. And come back and then he played the next match. You know, it was like, you know, it's, it's all, it just gives that idea that there's a bit of unity and, you know, respect within the squad already, which is always a good side. It's being grown up, isn't it? Some of your hardline managers would turn out and say, no, you don't. Yeah. You can go to the as, evening day, but you're not going to Especially from one of your more experienced players, you know. It, and it shows a level of trust as well. You say, you know yeah, what, yeah. I trust you. Your fitness levels are pretty good. You're doing really well. Yeah, yeah. You have this game off. Other players will have other games off. Yeah. It's fine, you know. It gives gives someone else a chance to impress as well, doesn't it, really, in that way. So, so yeah, no, it's good stuff, really, from some of that, I think it's fair to say. Mm. Um, up next, obviously, United won, Greenwich Morton won, played at the training ground. Brennan Dickinson scored this goal, I think. He got the final touch. I have not seen the highlights from this one, actually, yet, because obviously I was away by this point. So I'm not sure exactly what it was like, the goal, but it sounded like one that Toby tried to claim at first, but then it went to, yeah, to Brennan. Yeah. So, so there you go. Just Again, it's just, I think, I don't think Simo wanted to actually advertise this game, did he? I think he wanted to just be like a training run-out, essentially. Yeah, but Morton put it up on their socials the week yeah. before, and... There was there was rumours that oh is that the game that's going to be at Largs because obviously Greenock's a little bit nearby but uh, no it was on the the training pitch at Brunton Park well we, we've yeah. had a few friendlies uh, yeah. I remember watching us play Southampton under twenty threes on there once I remember watching us play 
a Texas Select 11. Yeah. Do yeah. you remember that game? That was in about 2003, Le- was it? Yeah, yeah. Right about them, I think. Can't remember exactly yeah. when, but it was a, that was a strange game, that was, I think it's fair yeah. to say. That was actually when the training pitch wasn't even there. It's where the car it park was, is now. Yeah, but it was by the East Stand, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, so yeah, we, we won't say much about that game because we don't know too much. Um, uh, I'll skip the bottom one first because obviously that's the one we're going to talk about in depth. So we've obviously played the bottom game, but then... This week, while up at the training camp in Scotland, uh, United played against uh, Livingston. Um, lost 1-0. Um, first defeat of pre-season. Uh, game, obviously, as we mentioned, there's played at Largs at the Scottish National Training Centre. Um, as you made the point at the start of the episode, Dan, don't take too much from this because Livingston are probably a good two or three weeks ahead of us yeah, in terms yeah, of fitness yeah. levels. and I, I think... What Paul Simpson alluded to in one of his interviews was once the Scottish League Cup had been drawn and the fixtures sort of divvied out, he got the club to approach those clubs who weren't playing. Yeah. There was obviously, they have they have eight groups of five. Yeah. So there's always a spare team every Saturday or midweek. And uh, Livingston, I think there was Queen of the South, Kilmarnock, Hamilton, Clyde, Livingston, and a couple of us, Peterhead, I can't remember who else. Yeah, Peterhead was not yeah. And uh, I think Livingston had got back and said, yeah, we'll play you. You know, it's uh, it suits us to keep ticking over. And, uh, you know, big shout out to Livingston and David Martindale for that, you know. I mean, yeah. There's plenty of clubs that say, oh, no, no, we don't need that. Yeah. No, good, good, good test for the lads. And from reading the match report, again, I've not watched the highlights this one, but it sounds like we actually played quite well and we, we created plenty of chances, but their keeper had a pretty decent game as well. So, yeah. was the what knackered us was the the stop for the water break because it was on uh, Tuesday, which was the oh warmest day. That was a hot day. <laughs> and from the highlights, I think we had the better of it. And I think we had a water break and Livingston came into it and got their goal. And then it. I think once the subs came on and with the, the mugginess and the weather, it just sort of petered out a little yeah. bit. But no, a good, a good run out. More yeah. minutes in the tank for a few of them. Yep. Yeah. Well, uh, let's uh, go back a few days then, Dan, to the uh, the Bolton game. Um, 3-1 win over the uh, Trotters. Quite an impressive win against League One opposition, isn't it, this really? Because, I mean, they're a team that are expected to be top half at the very least in League One. I, I think they'll do well next season. I don't know yeah. why I just... I think they're going to be up there, I do. Yeah, I mean, for, for all the fact that he's a bit of an arse sometimes, Everett is a good manager. He clearly knows how to get oh, a team yeah, to play yeah, football. Yeah. They're a team that play it's, a risky brand of football, but, you know. <laughs> it's funny because when we uh, drew free all with them on that Boxing Day game, mm. he was 45 minutes from losing that job. Yeah. Because they they were they were still about 18th in the league then, weren't they? Yeah. And, that was the catalyst for their run to promotion. We really blew it that day, didn't we? And we, we half time came five minutes too early. If we had another five minutes, we'd have got four got, or five. We, we'd have got a fourth and maybe even a fifth. Yeah. And you know they, they wouldn't would have come back from four or five at three. They still had that chance, you know. But I mean that that Santos lad at centre back as well, who they were raving about before we played them in that league game. He had a stinker in that game. Back in on Boxing Day in mm. 2001, 2000, sorry, was it 2000? No, 2000 wasn't it, yeah. Uh, sorry, 2020. 2020, sorry. Yeah. Get my day, try and end. Um, and it, it's probably fair to say he had a bit of a stinker in this game by the sounds of things. Yeah, yeah, I was a 
based on when we've played them, I've never been impressed by the lads. He's, he's got, I think Brunton Parks has a hex on him or something. <laughs> yeah. he just, as soon as he sets foot on the turf, he just Doesn't like coming head. north, you know. Oh, very strange, isn't it? But there you go. Uh, we were under, under the cosh a bit early on in this game, but uh, responded well and then took the lead through Ryan Edmondson. Um, got to say, great work from Owen Moxon to Rob Dempsey. It's probably not Dempsey's fault. It was a bad pass from Santos. Yeah, yeah. But Moxon was really alert, picked up the ball. And what I love about it is he picks up the ball and he's very quickly on the front foot, right? I'm yeah, going to release yeah. this Edmondson. And Edmondson, he, he, I've said this before, he reminds me of a much better version of Ryan Lofton. That he's a big lad, but he's actually got a bit of pace about him. He's not, yeah. he's not a slouch. And he got away from the defence. And he could have squared it to Gibson for an easy tap-in, but he backed himself. He's always going to go, isn't he? I, I genuinely think if he could get off to a good start, he could be a really big goal scorer this season for us. I really, there really is do. shades of like Charlie White type. Yeah, about yeah it. I think you've got it right there. I think Charlie White actually with a little bit more pace than White had. Mm, mm. That's the thing that stands out to me. So, so yeah, great, great finish. Couldn't really grumble about that. Um, Double the lead before half time. Uh, corner from the uh, right from Mock. Was it Moxon took this corner? I think he took most of the corners, didn't he? I think uh, a little bit overhit, but Mellish did well to keep it alive. And then uh, he's having a shot here, isn't he? <laughs> he's blatantly yeah. having a shot. He absolutely hammers a volley across goal. Um, I mean, it is a cross shot, basically. And Ben Barkley, very alert, throws himself at the ball, heads it into the back of the net from a few yards out. Um, Bolton back in the game after the break, penalty after Dickinson brought down Dempsey. Dispatched by is it was it who was it scored for was it Morley scored for it's a lad this side from Rochdale isn't it I think scored the goal I can't remember what his name is nah mine's gone blank um, I'm just googling it <laughs> what's what's his name is it not Aaron Morley is it is it Morley yeah oh Aaron Morley well there you go got it right yeah. so there you go Morley scored the the penalty lead didn't, uh, that that reduced lead didn't last too long though um, United made it a two goal gap again. Uh, again, great play by Moxon, playing Gibson through down the right. Gibson does the right thing, tries to play it back to Dennis. The defender blocks it and then tries to clear it, and Santos got in the way. And the basically charged down by Santos from the, the clearance, landed very nicely to Dennis, and he just swiped a foot at it, and it went in the back of the net, and 3-1 win. Um, great result, really, <laughs> all round, really. And after, after that, we could have actually made it 4 or 5. So it's... Uh, yeah, maybe a little bit of worry for Bolton, but for us, take all kinds of confidence in that, don't you? Definitely, yeah. I mean, we, we've beat a team we're expected to do well in uh, League One next season. You know, uh, like I say, you never teams are never slouches, and I think, I think, I think we can be happy with what we did. You know, it's we've scored goals, we've only yeah. conceded through a pen. There's been, you know, some good performances. A couple of strikers have scored goals. The midfield's provided. It's it's all good signs, you know. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, one more comment before we go into this general discussion thing. Obviously, watching the, the highlights in this game, some of the photos from it. The strip's growing on me a little bit. Not enough for me to not think that it's the wrong colour. But I'm, I'm, I'm almost at the level I can tolerate it. But... It's still the nah. wrong colour. Still the nah. wrong colour. Nah, not for me. So I'll keep saying that. There you go. Right, well, let's have some sort of general discussion then, Dan, about pre-season, how it's gone, and maybe sort of a little look ahead to the marketing this weekend. I mean, all in all, how, how would you sum up how you think pre-season's gone so far? Well, I think. Uh, no serious injuries, uh, apart from 
Is it Taylor Charters? Yeah. He's out for a bit. Shame that dis- for him. Disappointment for him. I think Fishburne but, uh, as well, very unlucky getting an injury right at the start as well. Yeah. Which didn't help him. But, you know, the likes of Patrick and what have you, it's just, just niggles. De- you know, Devitt had one at the start. I mean, hard ground training, the weather. There's, there's always going to be little aches and pains. Yeah. Uh, but no, it seems, you know, we've had a very organised pre-season, something we haven't always had under some managers in previous times. Well, on that point, before you go any further, I mean, last season we played against Halifax at home in the final pre-season friendly, and it was Halifax trialist team, basically, for most yeah. of it. I mean, that was a shambles. That was announced at the very last minute. There was the, the organisation levels, because we had a director of football to do that for us. It was pathetic, really. This summer, it seems like when you have someone like Simmer there, it's all sorted, and actually, the level of games we're playing is just about right. I think. Yeah, yeah, like like you say, I mean, uh, Bolton and Morecambe, they're both League One opposition. Yeah, I, I know it's hard saying that about Morecambe, no disrespect to them, but and, and the two Scottish teams, like like we've said a couple of times already, we know they're already two or three weeks ahead of us. So, yeah, it's. Uh, I've, I've been quite happy with it so far, and let's see what happens tomorrow at Morecambe. One thing that seems to stand out is how, I mean, something similar said he wanted, wasn't it, from the squad, is he wanted their fitness levels to be a lot stronger than they were last season. He wanted them to be at a higher level than they, they, they were. And that does seem to be the case. We do seem to be really getting good at pressing and, you know, keeping out teams and going at them. Like the Bolton game, for instance, it seemed like the last 20 minutes or so, we were having a real go at them still. You know, we were really getting at them. Two of the players have actually said, haven't they, that this is, you know, some of the toughest pre-seasons they've had. I mean, John Mellish has certainly mentioned it, hasn't he? I mean, if John Mellish is thinking it's tough, then it must be bloody tough because, you know, he's a machine and, you know, running he does. I thought Christian Dennis's comments were really interesting. Well, about he, he's talking about he thinks we're going to be the fittest team in the league next season. And, and I think the thing from that is Christian Dennis is an experienced pro. You know, yeah. it's probably his 13, 14th pre-season. When experienced pros are talking like that, you know they're, you know, obviously doing the work because they're not going to go, oh, it was hard work like a young lad, mate, who's not used to it. Someone who's done that many pre-seasons saying it clearly is, isn't it? You know. Yeah, it, it seems that um, Simmer's given a lot of credit to Jamie Roper for that, hasn't he? The fitness and fitness, strength and conditioning, is it, and fitness? I can't remember his exact mm. title, but he's the fitness coach, essentially. Um, and the, the regime he's put together for the players in pre-season. And interesting, one thing Dennis said was that, I think it was the game against Penrith, and um, obviously the way the GPS monitors now, don't they? So, you know, they, they look like a sports bra, basically. You'll see them on the tip, the tops off at the end of games and stuff. Now, he said that they were analysing the stats after it and they said to Gibson and to Dennis, you've not done enough of these sprints or these things like that. You need to go out and do some more runs on the pitch after the game. Mm. So it was just them two out doing them because they were the only two who didn't hit the levels, apparently. And he said, yeah, he didn't have a problem with that. He said, yep, because he knows it's going to keep his fitness levels up to the right yeah, level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just, it, it all feels like it's really well planned and organised. And it's it's also a bit of a winner's mentality for me. Yeah, exactly. You know, the, the, the need and the wanting to do it, you know, to make sure you tick the boxes, it's, it bodes well, it bodes well. Yeah, it really does, it really does. Um but yeah, no, it, it, it was really good to see. And obviously they've been up for the training camp this week in, in Scotland, haven't they, at Largs? And um, Simmer made some interesting comments about that, didn't he, in terms of uh, team building? 
said he wasn't interested in all these things where you go constructing rafts and bridges and things like that. I don't care about that. It's about the football side of it. So yeah, probably They'll fair get, to say. I, I think I think his thing was they'll get to know each other on the evenings when they're bored. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Now, certainly fair to say he probably wouldn't be a fan of Cassius Camps. Is, is it probably? Oh. Uh, <laughs> that's yeah, a, that's a throwback, isn't it? Eh? Cassius yeah. Camps. Blimey, there you go. Does anyone know if that black drink's still available? Oh, God, that, that charcoal, charcoal thing. God, remember that? That was one of the biggest weird things. And there's been plenty of them at Carlisle United. Yeah. That was just, that that was blatant <laughs> usage of our football club. Yes, to promote something. But let, let's, yeah. let's probably leave that there, shall we? Yeah. Um, Goals-wise, good to see all the strikers chipping in with a few goals, though, isn't it? Um, obviously, Edmo's the one who's obviously leading the way. He seems to be scoring in most games. Um, Christian Dennis, though, seems to be getting... And the goals he's scoring, we've said this before, Dan, very Ian Stevens-esque, aren't they? Snibber's yeah. goals, he's in good positions, good finishing. Yeah. He seems to have a really good understanding with Owen Moxon as well, as does Edmondson, which is really good to see. Um, and Toby's chipped in with a few goals as well. Obviously, he's mm. maybe not played as much in the last few games. He's been a bit more of a, a sub as we start to settle down towards the team, but... He he seems to be still enjoying himself, so it's it does bode well though, doesn't it? Because you sometimes have these preseason where not all your strikers are getting goals, are they? But all are seem to be. Yeah, and, and like we say, you mentioned boxing there. It seems like the midfield are connected with the forwards, which is something we we struggled with in recent seasons. Yeah, you know, it's not, it's never quite been there. You know, and it's uh, it's again, it just it's all shaping well. You know, it is. Yeah, definitely. Um, so you mentioned their strikers. Obviously, they're doing pretty well. Um, I'm not put this down in the room, no, Dan, but I'll bring it up anyway. Um, midfield. It seems we've got plenty of good options at the moment, doesn't it, really? I mean, Moxon seems to be pinning down a, a place potentially for the start. Callum Guy seems to be getting back to the levels we know he's capable of. Um, we've probably not seen quite much of Sonny Hilton yet. We've only seen flashes, but maybe that's Ooh. the way he's going to be, you know, bled into the team, basically. He'll take a little while to settle, settle down, but eventually... You know, come maybe come September, October, you'll start to see a real player there. Um, you know, there's other players have done jobs. There. I mean, Gibson seems to be settling into a, a different sort of role in the middle. Dickinson. All seems pretty good there, doesn't it? Dick, Dickinson yeah. as well. Obviously, Dickinson yeah. probably more, play more as a wing back. We'll maybe talk, touch on them in a sec. But yeah, they, they, they seem to be doing very well. Good to have a competition. You know, it's, uh, it's, uh, again, it's something else Paul Simpson's mentioned in recent interviews about how you know we've got we've got people battling for positions, uh, going further back on the pitch, defence. He, he highlighted Corey Whelan. Yeah. You know, Corey Whelan came on for Feeney in the Bolton game mm. when he got a knock on the head, which was nothing. It was just a uh, precaution. Yes, yeah. But he, he said that Whelan really slotted in well, you know, and, you know, he's been impressed with him because he didn't know much about him. And, you yeah. know, he, he's liking that, you know, he's, at the moment we've got four centre-backs vying for free places, you know, so mm. someone's going to be disappointed come a week on Saturday. But yeah. it seems that the attitude in the camp is that whoever misses out will be happy for the others, you know. So Yeah. You, you mentioned Brennan Dickinson. It does seem like he's going to be the left wing back at the moment, doesn't it? Because Armour's maybe not played as much in pre-season as uh, you'd hope. I think, think Armour played midweek, though, didn't he? Yeah, I suspect the ones who didn't feature as much against Bolton probably featured a bit more than yeah. that, didn't they? But it does seem like at the moment Dickinson's maybe ahead of him. Maybe that's the position Simo does see him. I mean, there was issues maybe. Some people said that Dickinson's fitness levels weren't quite right towards the end of last season, but 
maybe with this new fitness regime, it might, you might actually start to see the best start of him in left wing back because he's got a hell of a cross into the box, hasn't he? Yeah, uh, and like I said about Armour at the end of last season, he's played a hell of a lot of football. Yeah, yeah, yes. So while he'd be disappointing not to maybe start, he'll certainly get plenty of opportunities, especially mm. with the five subs as well. Yeah. You know, if Dickinson does fade a little bit or anything, there's a chance that we can bring, you know, Armour on and... Jack Armour can get up the pitch, you know. It's it's not a bad option off the bench, you know, with 25 minutes to go. And maybe you could, like, I think you've mentioned it before, you could maybe start to work towards him being a centre-back, you know, to, to I, challenge John Mellish for a place in a back three. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've said this for a couple of years now. I think he's, uh, I genuinely think he will morph into a centre-back in time because he's, he's quite a big lad, you know. He's he's a tall lad. He's, he's, he's quite athletic. And I just think as the years go on, he, he will sort of go more into the centre. Yeah. But uh, again, it's good we've got the competition there, you know. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's, it's what, good, good both of them, both of them will know. Whoever starts, and chucks a couple of bad games in. Paul Simpson will have no qualms about swap, swapping them round. No, absolutely, absolutely. Um, do you think he's getting close to his preferred starting eleven, Simo? From the teams he's picked, I mean, he's, if you were going, if you were going to guess what it was as well, after if you have, after you've answered that, well, what, what eleven do you reckon it'll be? Well, he's he's basically said that three at the backs, three central defenders yeah. is his thing. Yeah. Uh, that's what he's worked towards. Uh, I would suggest at the moment, barring any signings, you're going to have Thomas Hawley in goal. Yeah, that's nailed on. <laughs> I think you'll have Barkley on the right, the three Mellish on the left, and. Feeney in the middle. Yeah. I think Back and Dickinson will start on the right yeah, and left. Yeah. I think your midfield three will be Guy Moxon. I think it's going to be Gibson to start, you know. I think he'll stick with Possibly Gibson. Possibly Gibson, but it wouldn't surprise me if Hilton got a go. I have a feeling he's going to, like I said, I think he's going to ease Hilton into the team. I don't think you'll see him starting at the start. I think he'll be more. And I think for the two. Up. You probably assuming fit Patrick and Edmondson to begin. Yeah. yeah. If Patrick isn't fully fit, then I think Dennis starts. Yeah. Which does which just does sort of change the way you play, though, doesn't it? Because yeah, if Patrick plays, you, you've got someone who can run off the you know the last man and run in behind. If it's Dennis, Edmondson's role changes a little bit in the team, doesn't it? He has to be yeah, a yeah. bit more the target man. I know he'll be a target man for both, but he'll have to change the way he plays basically also if gibson and patrick do start you do have the option of both of them going to more traditional wide positions in a front three that's the reason why i think he'll stick with gibson because he he allows him to potentially change the team in game basically where where we'd almost be a 5-2-3 as opposed to a 5-3-2 yeah you could call it 5-4-1 couldn't you yeah basically you're, you're more of a sort of Three four three, aren't you? Basically, yeah, is what you're yeah. looking at potentially in the in the end. So it's so yeah, it, it does give us plenty of options. It's, it's quite exciting to to think. I, I think you've got it spot on actually in terms of the team. I don't, I can't see it being much different to what you've said. Like I said, the only one maybe is the discussion about Hilton and Gibson possibly, and and yeah, and whether, whether and or Devitt, or well, yeah, possibly Devitt. You know, he, he, which sort of brings us on to the next point in the in the quest in the lineup on the yeah the running order. The Devitt question. I mean, he's proved his fitness surely by now. He played ninety minutes against Livingston. He's 
he's touch wood. He's not picked up any injuries yet. Obviously, that one early on, but you can have it. Like you've said before, you oh, can have yeah, little yeah, niggles yeah, during preseason. Yeah. It's fine. Surely, maybe he just needs to get through half an hour in this game against Morecambe, maybe. Presumably, he's not. I presume he won't start against Morecambe because he'll probably go for a fairly strong 11 for this. I think he'll go yeah, for his first yeah. choice. Let's say he gets through half an hour through that. He's fine after that weekend. Well, One you, year deal, surely. You, you've got you've got to give a make a decision out of fairness to the lad too yeah. as well. Yeah, I I, 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 I think it's going to happen. I think I don't think he'd keep him if he wasn't. I think I'd be surprised if it didn't. Now, yeah, yeah, I think it's got because, to that point. Yeah, and I, I think there's a deal to be done. You know, it could yeah. be slightly less wage, more when he plays, which yeah, it, I, I think he'd be happy with. And you know, Paul Simpson has said a couple of times about. You know what a good influence he is round the camp. Mm-hmm. You know, he's again, he's a senior player. He's he's respected. He knows half the well, knows them all anyway. You know, it's yeah. I, I, I you know, I, I think there's uh, I think there's room for him. I do. And as you've mentioned previously, the five subs thing this season, it, it's a, for me, it's a no brainer to have him there because if you're later on a game and you're one nil up, and even maybe say you have a man sent off and you want to show things up a little bit. Bring him on because he keeps the ball. He's tenacious. He's got the he'll nouse, hasn't he? He's yeah. got the nouse. Yeah, exactly. And he's a good yeah. set beast taker as well. If you want to bring him on later in a game for free kicks and corners, I know Moxon's taking for you, but you know he's, we all know how good Devitt is on set pieces. So yeah, so yeah, there's another option. I, I, I'd be surprised if it didn't happen. Let's just put it that way, anyway. Yeah. Um, before we move on to asking about where we need to strengthen, just a couple more things to talk about. You mentioned there, Moxon. What a good job he's done coming Ooh. in from non-league football. Working as a van driver, if it was at UPS, I think he was working for. Yeah, you know? yeah. And he doesn't look out of place, does he? He looks. I mean, Simmons mentioned that Not he's obviously he's had some tough days in training, but that's every player has them. Yeah. But he seems to be playing with a level of confidence you don't you'd normally get from a player who's come up from that level. From the highlights I've seen, you wouldn't think he only met Callum Guy five six weeks ago. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's it's uh, again it boards well. He's he's like a duck to water and. It's always good to have a local lad in the team who, who just gets it, you know. Yeah, yeah, especially somebody obviously he's grown up as a fan whose friends are all fans and go to the games. You know that can make a difference, doesn't it? You know they, they know the people who are there, so it's yeah, it's, it's fantastic to see. Really, um, just looking through as well other, other points to talk about in terms of players. Off, you mentioned Corey Whelan is doing really well as well in preseason, which is good to see. Um, Nick Bellardo is someone who's been picked out by Simo and mentioned mm. a few times, isn't he? Second year YTS striker. I think he scored what 20 30 goals last season for the youth mm. team. Um, he seems to maybe have got ahead of Fishburne slightly, and that might just I be was, a bit of bad luck for Fishburne. I was just going about, to but... suggest that very, very uh, possibility. Uh, yeah. you know, Fishburne having a bit of a niggle could maybe a lord do him a, a world of good. A couple of months this, out on lord. I've said this to you before. I'd send him on a half season loan to Gated now. Yeah, let's yeah. get in there. See how he does. And if it's going well and we don't need to bring him back, let him stay there for Gates, the Gateshead, York, Halifax, there's plenty exactly. of teams, you know. They'll be looking for strikers. And, um, you know, maybe maybe there's... The, I don't necessarily want him to go somewhere where he's definitely going to start every week. You want him to go somewhere where he's, you know, at least going to be on the bench, but he's got to fight for his place. That's what yeah, you want. Yeah, you want yeah. to see how does he cope when he's not going... Like, if he goes back to Lancaster, it's a waste of time. Yeah, he'll score goals there. It's, it's, it's pointless. Too, no disrespect to Lancaster. It's too yeah. lesser level, isn't it? Yeah, he needs to, he needs to be testing at a higher level now. But on to Bellardo, he seems to be a little bit of a different... I think he's a little bit more of a mobile player than mm. uh, Fishburne was. But 
Simmers mentioned the fact that it sounds like at the start of the season he might well be involved on the bench a little bit, which suggests yeah, he yeah. might get it might not be long before, like Fishburne before he gets a deal possibly because he seems to be doing really well, doesn't he? Mm. Yeah, uh, and again, it shows that for these young lads, the rewards are there if we put the work in. You know, it's again, it's good to see another one coming through. Yeah, of, of the other young lads, I mean, you'd expect maybe Killsby to be going out on loan, possibly, wouldn't you? I think it uh, wouldn't be too surprising. Um, although, actually, maybe Killsby might stay a little bit because we're still a little bit short in defence, but uh, Lewis Bell needs to get a loan spell, doesn't he, as well? I think he needs to get out somewhere yeah, to play yeah, football. There's no, yeah. no point in him staying around and, and not featuring, so. No. So, yeah, hopefully he can sort something out. I mean, I'm just trying to go back through the lineups here from the. Uh, one, one, games, one, but... one of the. Uh... I think Scott Simons is slightly behind Gabe Breeze. Yeah, well, Breeze has been on the bench, hasn't he? And I think, I so think, I, I think Simons could probably do for a bit of football. Yeah, if I remember rightly, can can he potentially play with the youth team in some games though for a bit, Simon? I yes, think, I think... I th- well, I'm sure they've got two more keepers. I'm sure they're yeah. they're overstocked on keepers. Yeah, they got they had an issue didn't because they? they had two. Basically, with the same age which the Simons and Breeze in there for a bit, so that was one of the problems they had. But there you go. I mean, so yeah, I think, I think we could talk about most as well. And Barkley seems to be slotting in very well as well, doesn't he? For something like he's just come in, and obviously, a lot of people visually like, oh, he's just going to be back up. Well, it looks like he's potentially going to slot in his first choice right side centre back, doesn't he? So, yeah, do, doing very well, young Barkley. Um, okay, well, before we, we get on to talk about the X Files and wrapping up today's episode, Dan. Um, where else do you think we need to strengthen? I think Simmer obviously has mentioned the fact that he wants another defender. Do you maybe want to get another striker in potentially as well? Well, like we said, the six shirts hanging there, no name on it. Uh, <coughs> you know, I think another defender comes in at some point. Yeah. We've still got a month to go, though, haven't we? That's the thing. You've got yeah. to remember. Who it is, we don't know yet. But I'd be very surprised if we don't get one in. Uh, Can I say I'd, I'd be very surprised if it's Dinel Simio as well because a lot of people keep bagging on about this. He's not coming back. Yeah, well, there was there was a, there's a picture floating around today of apparently a delivery's been made for him at <laughs> Brunton Park. Amazing. He's probably just not updated his address. Yeah, I don't get us wrong. I'd love it to be a yeah. sign is coming, but. Until we hear something, uh, I don't think we should get too excited. I'd, I'd love to be pretty wrong on that, but I just cannot see it. I think yeah. Southampton are looking to get into it. They paid good money for him. They're not going to send him to another league to a league to go again for another season, are they? So no, no, yeah. No. Uh, I, I'd still maybe look for one in the middle of the park, even if we get Devitt. That's the thing. If we get Devitt, I mean, if you get Devitt, you've then got. Guy, Moxon, uh, Hilton, Devitt, all centre midfielders. You've also got Gibson, Gibson and Dickinson can play, can Gibson, play Dickinson there. Gibson and if really needed. I'd rather not Dickinson playing there, if I'm honest. That's no slating him, but you know. At a push, the likes of Whelan and Back can cover there. John yeah. Bellish can push up to be a defensive yeah. mid as well, you know. So, yeah, yeah I, I don't know. Uh, another striker. The problem we're going to have getting another striker in is essentially they'll be told they're coming in as third or fourth choice. Yeah. Because Patrick and Edmondson start, and if one of them doesn't, Dennis probably does. And Toby's more than worth his weight in the 18. Yeah, he's going to be coming off the benches. Yeah. It's one of those ones you look at. 
it's a difficult. But with those five subs, it does offer more options, doesn't it, in terms of bringing definitely, players in line. Definitely. But then at the same time, it, it sometimes makes it more difficult to get players from other clubs, doesn't it? Because the other clubs go, well, we can use them as one of our five subs now. So. I, th- I think with strikers as well, we've got the fish and we've possibly got Bellardo, as we just yeah. said. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So so I, I, I would rather us try and utilise our own young lads. Yeah. Then bring in the likes of your Brad Young or your Obatoy, yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, would would you maybe look again at keeper and then to back up? Um, I think I think with a keeper, we're covered by the fact that you're still allowed to loan one in. Yeah. Well, because Breeze and Simons haven't played enough, so that's true. I suppose you just say, would you want to get Simons out on loan so you're covered in that way, but you don't actually have to do. You, I suppose. So. Yeah. Mm, yeah, no, that's that's a fair point. We could obviously wait on that, but, but then part of me thinks I'd rather have someone ready to just come in and not someone who's coming in last minute. But then maybe you back Breeze. Well, I'd, I'd certainly look to play Breeze in some of the cup games in the in the trophy we don't talk about. Um, at the very least, you know, get him some game time of some sort. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think overall we're in a good position and I think Simo's quite comfortable. And Simo is absolutely right in what he says in the... We don't want to do it all in one transfer window. Yeah, you might yeah. find come January, he might decide, well, actually, this lad's not going to make it now for us. Move them on and get another player on in different positions. You may look at someone, for instance, this is just thrown out there, someone like a Jack Army might say, you know what, he needs to go somewhere to get more game time if he's not playing as much and replace him. He might say the same about someone else. I don't like, you know, Corey Whelan might say to him, you're not playing as much, let's get someone else in. You know, Things will change in January as well. That's what we've got to remember. We can't get too excited and think that we've got to have our set squad done now. Things will change over the season, and I think Simmer's very comfortable. And as Simmer said, it's a long-term project. It's not a one-season fix. And I think we need to be very careful to be a bit more patient on that, don't we, having as a fan base? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the best thing we do. I mean, you look at some of the pre-season predictions, Dan. You've obviously done the one four 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 two, haven't you, For on behalf of the Bugle? And, yeah, um, uh, the, the new four four two was out a few days ago. They do the season preview every year, and I have penned some words. They have got one wrong. They've they've changed the return of the Brunton pasty into the return of the Brunton party. Well, it's always a party <laughs> in Brunton Park, as everybody we just knows. Need some pasties to make the party. Uh, indeed, indeed. Uh, yeah, so I mean, it, it was a fair re- uh, re- preview, preview. I think it's fair to say, Dan. They've got us in, Is it was it 16th place? 16th, I think yeah. it was. I think uh, when Saturday comes, uh, 17th, I think it was. Yeah, I wonder if they're going to probably all say probably about that position. I think. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, they're not going to know that, you know, we've got, you know, what the miracles that Simo can perform, are they? So, mm. so there you go. It's interesting, actually, I did have a read for it. I bought a copy this afternoon, actually, before we, we started, and I was having a little flick through. And there's a question, isn't it? Who, Which play, opposition player do you hate the most? I think about 80% of the clubs in League 2 have said Harry McCurdy. <laughs> yeah. So it's not just the clubs they used to play for, they hate him. Even yeah. Crew said it, and Crew didn't play against them last season, I don't think. So, yeah. Yeah. so that tells you what you need to know. Um, he's not going to be Mr. Popular again, is he? I think it's fair to say. Was he not at Crew on loan? He was at Crew on loan at one point as well, to yes. be fair, so that probably explains that. He's obviously been at Port Vale and stuff like that, but yeah. literally every club was basically saying, oh, can't stand yeah, Harry McCurdy. Yeah, Even yeah. the Swindon fans said, like, pantomime villain, yeah, it's Harry McCurdy. Yeah. Whoever he's going to be playing for, whether it's us or someone else. So yeah. They certainly know. Um, but yeah, so it'll be interesting to see where people 
predict us to finish. Obviously, we'll have all the newspaper ones come out very soon as mm. well, I think. so. The Racing Post, big kickoffs out on Monday, which is always a, ah. a popular one, so... That will be an interesting one to read as well. But, but I, you know, obviously we'll be, we'll be doing our preview episode soon. We'll talk about that at the end of the episode, what what we've got coming up. But, but I'm, I'm reasonably confident. I, I think we can at the very least finish top half. Oh, yeah, yeah. And have a good run in the Cups. And I would take that now. I'd, mm. I'd take that as good progress. And then you say, right, finish top half next season. Then, right, we want to finish top seven, top three season after. We want to really kick on yeah, and do yeah. good. That's That's the target, isn't it? There yeah. you go. Um, right, well, before we do the X-Files, let me have a guess at this uh, aggregate score then from your question, Dan. So eight games, you said, right? Yeah, uh, two two in the FA Cup, six in the trophy. Six in the trophy, okay. The FA Cup, there was a... Why do I have a feeling there was a free-free draw somewhere in there? I'm going to go free-free draw. Right, I'm going to go 16-15 in United's favour. Carlisle United, 15. Oh. Morecambe seven, seven is that it? Mm. it. Oh, mind you, we've probably won quite a lot of those, didn't we? I didn't even think we've we've had starting trophy game that was two all at Morecambe. Mm-hmm. We drew two all up here in the cup and won one nil down at theirs in the replay. We then had a nil nil in the trophy. We had a two nil win at theirs in the trophy and a three two win at home. A three two win was I thinking of? Yeah, we had a three one loss at Morecambe in the trophy. Famously, that was Stephen Presley's last game in charge, wasn't it? Yeah, Jared Branfway scored our yeah. goal. Yeah, more on him. Uh, yes, yeah. And uh, last season, we apparently won 2-0 there, but I don't know if I didn't look. No, no, I don't, yeah. don't know what you're talking about. Um, well, there you go. That's, mm. uh, that's answered that question for us. Let's see the X-Files then, Don. Um a few to fit in this week, haven't they? Obviously, you've just mentioned his name there. Let's talk about Jared Branfway and his big yeah. move. No, no money for us. So. No, well, <laughs> but uh, this this is a seriously good move. Uh, a season long loan to PSV Eindhoven. Uh, he'll be playing Champions League football. Uh, he'll be playing at Ajax, Feyenoord, various other grounds. Uh, this will have come about. Uh, Marcel Brands, who was at yes. Everton, as uh, was he director of football at Everton? Yes, when when they signed Brandfrey from us. He yes, was, he was he's he's in at PSV now, and he's. Obviously said to them, look, you've got a few defenders. You want him to play. You want him to play at a decent level. Come to Holland. And I'll tell you something. Fair play to uh, fair play to Jared for having the balls to go and do it. You know, it's, there's, you know, going abroad. I mean, he's still only a young lad. Yeah. No, it's, it's fantastic. A, it's a, yeah. Best of luck to him. I am actually a member of PS3 Eindhoven. I've got a friend who's a season ticket holder, so I might try and get out to a game, a Euro, like a Champions League or Europa or something. It'd be fantastic so, to see him playing in that, wouldn't it? I mean, for his long-term future, I think it's just a brilliant move. It's so much better than going to a championship club, I think. And that's no disrespect to any championship club they're after him. But yeah. He's going to learn a different style of coaching and football, which should make him... And you know what? We all know what kind of a player he is, aren't we? He's, he's very good on the ball, you know, he's... Yeah. He's going to flourish, hopefully, playing. He'll, he'll, he'll suit the Dutch league. Yeah, he absolutely. will suit the Dutch league. But he's got the physical That's, side as well, so you can cover that. Especially playing for a team that is always top three. Yeah. You know, exactly. it's usually Ajax, PSV and Feyenoord up there yeah. with, you know, the odd shout for the other teams. But uh, he's going to be playing in games where PSV are expected to win. And once they get the goal lead, the, the, the genuine, generally win, which will give him a lot more freedom on the ball. Yeah. So 
I was just checking out because I thought obviously usually a big name who's manager of the clubs. Do you know who the PSV manager is right now? I do. Rude van Nistelrooy. I didn't even yes. know that. Wow, that, that's a yeah. big name to be learning from as well. It's fantastic. Certainly is, isn't it? But yeah, it, it's a great move because, it, you know, if he has a fantastic season, he either goes back to Everton and starts playing regularly for them and we get money from him playing for them. Or there'll be big clubs across Europe taking a look and going, this lad's a serious who's, who's, talent. Who's this lad, yeah. Let's let's pay yeah. twenty thirty million for him. You know, if we've got at least let's let's say we've probably got twenty percent selling, haven't we? You yeah. imagine. You know, there's potentially four six million. We've talked <laughs> about the we talked about the Henderson <laughs> selling. We're going to get that before a, him. It becomes a new Dean Henderson very yeah, quickly, doesn't it? We're going to get that probably before yeah. him. But I I do know for a fact when Everton signed him, there were Bundesliga clubs watching him. Yeah, they had yeah. scouts watching him. From what I gather, RB likes it. Might have been one of them. I think they were looking at him as someone they could potentially, you know, they like to sign young talent and yeah, build yeah. them up and sell them on. They were definitely watching him. So big European clubs know what he's about. Yeah. He's a, he's a name. And he's got, he's got a platform now to show it. Hey, as well, if he has a good season. Yeah. Hey, and then, you know, you know, depending on how things go in the World Cup, Gareth might have a look and go, this lad's worth a look after the World Cup thing. He's not yeah. going to get into the World Cup squad, but you know, you never know for the Euros, mm. he could be in contention. So brilliant move for Jared. Really pleased for him. Um, bit more in depth than we normally do on the uh yeah, yeah. we should probably have done that one in the news to be honest yeah but it's, it's you yeah. know we'd, we'd like to keep yeah. it format, don't we yeah. there you go right uh we won't talk as long on these ones james trafford has signed a new four-year deal at man city obviously so he, he's at bolton on loan yeah. for the season so he can enjoy his ice cream as uh john coleman managed to get out of him for the interview yeah. I, di- I did very much enjoy john uh going after all the uh you know, the, the outlets that basically recycle people's other people's stories for their own profits yeah. and basically saying, do you want to credit who that story came from originally? Yeah. <laughs> so like the lad Bible and stuff like that. But yeah. there you go. Uh, Peter Grant joined Clyde FC on a permanent deal. He's a, uh, a blast from the past. Josh Morris yeah. has signed for Motherwell after leaving Salford. Yeah, so a two-year deal with them, I think. Yeah, I'm just checking now. If he played last night in Europe, because uh, Motherwell played last night, where are we? And they actually got beat 1-0 at home. Yes, he started. They got beat 1-0 off Sligo. That's a bad result. Well, Sligo is um, where we got um, Jordan Gibson from, isn't it? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go yep. back to the page, right? Uh, Marcus Dewhurst, he's one who hasn't kicked on, isn't he? So he's going to it- Scunthorpe on a season-long loan deal from Sheffield United. Yeah, it's one of those ones that he needs I, to be playing games quick. I think Beach asked that one up, didn't he? Really, that yeah. he brought him on on loan with the intention. He brought him on loan, didn't he? When we first, when he first came in as manager, and I think the idea was once we got close to being safe, he was going to replace Colin for those yeah, final yeah. games with him coming on loan the next season. Yeah. Obviously, COVID happened; didn't get a chance to play him at all. Yeah, and then come the summer we signed Norman and um, and what's his Farman. name uh, Farman, but then obviously Norman picks up his injury and he brings Joe Hurst in on loan, but then Norman comes back a bit quicker than expected. Yeah, yeah. We obviously remember that FA Cup game and we made that incredible penalty save in the shootouts. But, yeah, um, but yeah, never really got that chance, did he? In mm. the end, sadly. So uh, good luck for a lot. Yeah, uh, Tom Lawrence signed for Rangers on a free transfer from Derby. That's a good move for him. Mm, very good move. He'll play. He'll play plenty. Yeah. Uh, Olamola has joined Wildstone in the National League on a free after leaving Hartlepool. Yeah. Did we? I'm just thinking. I haven't put it in here. But did we cover Magnus Norman last time? 
I don't know if we did, did we? No, but he signed for Oldham, didn't he? Yeah, he signed for Oldham. Sorry, it's probably one we want to yeah. miss somehow. But yeah, that, that, I mean, you know, as much as we know, sort of, not so much mock, but we're like, well, why is he turned down the new deal with us when he left? That's a pretty good move for him because he yeah, probably yeah. played regular football there. And yeah. as, as Ian, who's, a, you know, someone we both know, said to me, John Sheridan's generally quite a good judge of goalkeeper signings. So mm. yeah, good good move for, for Magnus. A little bit of management coaches. Uh, yep. Eric Kinder has joined Indian Super League outfit Bengaluru FC as assistant coach to his old pal Simon Grayson. Brilliant. Brilliant move. I love that. Yeah. And <laughs> hey, uh, J- hey. he, he, he's a great blast, this one. Yeah. Jamie Robinson is a first-team coach at Notts Forest now. Yeah, he had a role at the FA, didn't he? He was doing some yes. coaching roles there, and mm. he's he's gone to Forest to back up him. Um, well, to be one of the coaches under Steve Cooper, so yeah. really, really good move for him. Just on Eric Kinder there, I've got to say as well, anyone who knows Eric will know as well, Eric's a huge cricket fan, so he's he's going to love oh, it out yeah, there in yeah. India. He'll be absolutely yeah. loving it. Yeah. He'll be at the uh, uh, in IPL games and all that. We've got a goal. We've got our first goal of the season. Yes. I we had one last time. Yes. Uh, Josh Todd scored for Queen of the South. That's it. Thank in, you. I, um, I didn't. I didn't. I couldn't remember who played for. One. I didn't have time to write it down in the running order. In a three 0 win over Air uh, yeah. last week, so mm. goal for him. And also staying in the Scottish League Cup, Steve Swinglehurst got in the team of the round for Annan. Uh, Annan have been. They've won the group. You know they've, they've, they've done they've brilliant, haven't they? Really well, really well. And, and, and considering they've obviously we know they've lost Moxon, but they've lost two or three others, haven't they? Yeah, in pre-season yeah. as well. So, really fantastic work Peter Murphy's doing there. He's what you wouldn't be surprised if bigger clubs are looking at him soon, really, to bring him in as manager. Yeah. Surely, you'd think. And speaking of random cups, yeah, uh, Danny Redmond went out the Champions League for TNS, mm. lost two one on aggregate to Linfield. And Danny Cairns went out the Europa Conference League for Lan. They lost 1 0 on aggregate to St. Joseph's from Gibraltar. That's a big <laughs> result for the Jib team. It is. Well, there's the, 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 the a few, isn't it? How, how's the uh, team that Nathan Reedy was managing getting on? Who were they? Not very well. Called? Not very well. Did they, did they, they get they went out? Yeah. Oh, yeah. there you go. Step too far, but. Yeah. But, yeah. but no, that, that's it this week. Uh, no doubt a few more transfers will pop up yeah. in the next week yeah. or two. We mentioned Dean Henderson last time, didn't we, going to Forest? I'm sure we did. I can't remember, but yeah. I'm pretty sure we did. Yeah, so he's already picked up an injury. <laughs> yeah, I saw it. that, yeah. Oh, it just never never works, that one, is it? So like we said, Jared Brantway is the new Dean Henderson. Let's just think about it that yeah. way, shouldn't we? <clears throat> right. Well, that's it again. Uh, the end of this episode then, Dan. Um, fit in a good hour in there, so that, that's, that's pretty yeah. good stuff. Um, yeah. Thanks once again to our sponsors, the London Branch, um, for their support this season. Uh, really appreciate that. In terms of upcoming episodes, we've got a busy week coming up, haven't we, Dan, mm. hopefully? So, uh, everyone is always looking forward to this one. It's our season preview episode is the next one. So, we look through all the League Two clubs, basically, have a little chat about how they're getting on. Probably zoom through the ones who are finishing mid-table, because no one really cares. Yeah. Talk about the ones who we think are going to struggle and the ones who are going to be up near the top. Yeah. Um, we'll do our predictions, which, once again, will be terrible. And I'm, I'm promising myself I'm not going to predict Salford to do well this season. No, I don't think anyone but, is... Stockport are going to be the new Salford, aren't they? I have a feeling when no one's going to pay yeah. them to do well and Salford are going to do well <laughs> after yeah. we said that. Yeah. It'd be typical. But um, yes. but yeah, so we're going to try and... Obviously, we're going to do that on Sunday afternoon. We're going to record. It should be out on Monday morning, hopefully, if I can get it together quickly enough. Um, we've also got a very special episode coming up, but we're not going to tell you exactly what it is yet, but we've got an interview lined up, hopefully. Mm. We're just trying to make times fit with this person. 
Yeah. But if we can, this one will hopefully be out either Wednesday or Thursday is what I'm hoping for. Yeah. Not 100%, but it'll be an absolute belt if we can really get it tied down. It'll be really, really worth uh, getting done. And then, obviously, we've got the first episode of the season, haven't we, done? Yeah, which um, we'll probably do on Thursday to be out Friday as normal. Yeah, I think the idea is uh, Thursday afternoon, Thursday evening, around about then we'll yeah. record and be out Friday morning. Um, yeah, so looking forward to the Crawley game. I'm going to have to track down a Crawley fan to talk to right now. Hopefully one that's not a, a crypto bro as well. So, yeah, um, yeah. That's the game. Um, and what we'll do is we'll we'll have a look whether we do, we tie in the shoes, we preview that, or we can maybe fit in a really quick preview for the shoes game maybe on Sunday. Possibly yeah. in the cup. Um, what I might do with that one, actually, I might speak to my old friend Dale, who's the shoes be fun. Actually, it might be one worth doing. Um, yeah, so that's the plan coming up for the next week or so. So, what we're hoping as well, we're going to get a chance to speak to um, uh, uh, United fan who's written a book, haven't we? Aren't we done? That's one of yes. our next names as well. Yeah, uh, all the listeners will remember Tim Porcock, who used to do the yeah. sort of Jack Ashurst fanzine. Uh, he has brought a book out, his memoirs following Carlisle. Uh, it's in the club shop now, and I think he's been in the News and Star and Radio Cumbria this past week or so, and uh, we're just going to sort out getting him on for a chat in one of the next couple of weeks' episodes. So, yeah, it'd be fantastic if we can get him on and just have a chat about all his uh, times following the Blues. Also, I, I remember getting the... Um, I think it was a copy of So Jack. Uh, so Jack, where's my, oh, sure, where's my shirt? Sorry, I can't get my words right there. Um, I think I got a copy of that one <coughs> in the first game I went to, the game against yeah. Berry. Uh, all I remember is, and I can't find it, it's probably in a box somewhere with my dad's. It had a, a picture of the, you know, the Edward Munch's scream? Yeah, uh, yeah. Picture. That was on the front of it. I don't, can't remember if it was that or it was a copy of the Cumberland Sausage. It was mm. one of the two. It used to have some belting um, yeah. fanzines back in the day, didn't they? Um probably the one's called you you can remember because you wrote for a couple of them didn't you um, yeah there was watching from the warwick yeah uh, north of watford was it or north like of watford south of heaven who That's merged the with the cumberland sausage yeah there was uh the foxy ferret the adventures of olga the fox yeah uh land of sheep and glory that i was involved in there was yeah. a few yeah god it's yeah. mad isn't it when how many bygone, did, bygone days that's what podcasts do now, though, isn't it? Mm. They're the ones who fill fill the void. It's the, mm. the, the new millennia, the new uh, technology and all that. So there you go. Uh, Dan, thanks once again for joining me this week. Really no, appreciate well. it. Um, Mike will be back for the uh, the season preview episode at the weekend. Going to see whether we can fit him in for the first episode. It might be a, a struggle with his shift times and stuff like that, but Mike is going to be at that game with me. So maybe me and Mike will do a little bit on the day of the yeah. game, possibly, and we'll, we'll get that on the, the weekend. So... So there you go. So new season nearly upon us. Uh, if you're going to the Morecambe game this weekend, enjoy it. I'm not going to be there. You're not going to be able to make it, are you, Dan? No, I don't think then. so, no. no. I'm, I'm going to the Midlands instead. I'm going to go and watch West Bromwich Albion against Hertha Berlin. Uh, mainly because I've never been to the Hawthorns. So I want to tick it off, basically. So looking forward yeah. to finding one of those um, uh, pubs that are also curry houses to have my tea as well after the game. I think Johnny's Re- Real German there. teams have already started the league campaign. <laughs> oh, yeah. The ones in the second division who didn't yeah. get promoted in the end of last yeah. season. One last week, though. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. They've got the, they, they need to go up in first or second yeah. Hamburg, don't they? Or they're, yeah. they're knackered. There you go. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thanks very much for listening. Thanks for joining us. Uh, and we'll be back next week. Up the Blues. Up the Blues. Up the blues.